Previously on Talk to Dad. I'm having difficulty talking and using words together in sentences today. Who would do the cruelty of making a monkey a service animal? Banned for life. For life, it seems a little severe. Do you like saving games? I do. Santi's making funny faces. Yeah, I make always funny faces. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> a little podcast? confused. My tongue feels confused. Yes, exactly. That's, that's the word. <laughs> to dad. Hello and welcome to the Talk Dad Podcast episode 277. I've got Will here with me. Hello. And also Henry. I am very itchy right now. Good to know. Last night I was so itchy that I woke up in the middle of the night because my I'm so itchy. And the reason is that I went to take pictures of fireflies and the bugs oh, attacked no. me. And I should have sprayed myself with bug spray first. I should have known this is, you know, I've been living in Texas for, what is this, 23 years now. And I should know that when it's summertime in Texas, you have to guard yourself against the bugs, especially if you go into a grassy area. But I think I got bit by mosquitoes and the unfortunately named chiggers. And... See. I get itchy. All kinds of itchy. I get itchy regardless of how many bugs there are, just because I am pretty much allergic to nature. And sometimes my skin is like, oh yeah, uh, I'm allergic to all of this. I've got one, two, three, four, at least five bad bug bites. And the one on my ankle was really bothering me. I'm pretty sure that was chiggers, but I had to wake up and spray it with like some solar cane that had like a numbing stuff in it in the middle of the night so I could get back to sleep. It was no good. But mm. summer is upon us. You ever, like, been trying to sleep and you just suddenly get, like, super itchy? Just, like, everywhere? At the end of the day, I feel like <laughs> I do nodding. get itchy. Like, especially if I've been wearing socks all day long. I have to, I take off my socks, and underneath where my socks were is always super itchy, like my ankles. Mm. I don't know why. My legs will get itchy. And then we'll just start scratching. It's like there's no end to it. Yeah, well, it's like... Because the more you scratch, the itchier you get. And then the it, itchier you get, the more you scratch. It's like um, the game it where like, you itch. have to like forget about itching to stop itching. It is the itch-scratch cycle, and mm -hmm. it is endless. It's an endless loop. Pretty yeah. much. How is everything... There's a lot that's happened since last time we podcast together. Mm -hmm. um, Santi is no longer with us. He was on the last podcast. Well, if, will, if you phrase it like yeah, that, it makes you, it sound like you died. <laughs> He He's is no not longer with us, with us. anymore. I, what I said was literally correct. He went back well, to Spain. Yeah, but it makes it sounds it sounds like he died. I'm sorry. He is either in Spain or he's in Germany getting ready to take his college entrance exam. I'm not sure. Maybe he's lounging on a beach in Mallorca. I don't know. Or he's just studying super hard for his exam. I'm not sure what it is, but it's coming up and he's stressed about it. Mom knows the answer. I know the answer. <laughs> Allison knows the answer and she would like to share it with everyone. So by the time this podcast gets posted, he'll probably be in Berlin taking his entrance exam. But tomorrow morning, he's set to fly to Germany. Okay. Wow. Tomorrow morning, he will be in Berlin, Germany, getting ready to take his exam. I, was, I asked him why he was taking his exam in Germany, and he said it's easier if you take it in Germany than if he stays in Spain to take it. So, Well, tomorrow morning is today know. morning for our listeners. 
because our listeners are time travelers. I don't know when exactly I'll post this. It depends on when I have time to edit it and post it. But anyway, mm-hmm. probably by the time you listen to this, he will have taken his exam. But if not, thoughts and prayers to Santi. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. So he, he has gone back to Spain, to Europe anyway. Um, what else has happened? Will and I took a trip to Austin. Oh, yeah, that was great. And this has like podcast historical importance because this podcast was first thought of on a trip to Austin where I went with Phoebe. The first time I took Phoebe to Austin and we were on the road and we were listening to podcasts and we were thinking, hey, if we started a podcast, what kind of a podcast would we do? And that was the very first inklings of doing the Talk to Dad podcast. And you guys were like, what if we did a podcast with like the entire family? I think it started out, the the initial idea was that I would interview or just have a podcast with one of my children each each week, (laughs) and I would ask them questions. They would ask me questions, and then it turned into this. Um, But, so I think I took three trips to Austin with Phoebe. This was the first time I went with Will. Did you enjoy your trip to Austin? I did, yeah. It's my second time going to Austin this, maybe not this year, but like... In recent times. The was second it last time year in we 2022? Wait. It was Labor Day oh, yeah. of so it 2021, was like, I guess. It was guess. late 2021. So it was in like September of 2021. So your second time within 12 months, but not quite. Within a um, year But not the period. same calendar year. Mm. That was super important. I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> um, what were the highlights of the trip to Austin for you, Will? Uh... Seeing a movie at the Alamo Draft House Cinema. Yeah, that's always fun. Alamo Draft House Cinema is like quality. They'll have like before the previews start, they'll have these little um little info things like about stuff relating to the movie. Like when we saw Shang-Chi in a it was a different Alamo Draft House location, but there they had like a whole bunch of like history of martial arts films and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like Kung Fu films. Um and for this one, they had like, it was like Michelle Yeoh talking about her acting career, basically. Yeah. Because um, we saw everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, we saw everything everywhere all at once. And then when we were in Austin, I think mom and Henry went and saw it too. Mm-hmm. We all liked it. Um, a little bit of a disclaimer, because I know this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> it is a rated R movie, and there are some weird elements to it yeah that it would be uncomfortable for younger what yeah uh, probably younger moviegoers in particular it probably earns its but it is a good movie but yeah yeah it is really good um it's really good i mean it's like there's not much to say about it that hasn't already been said it's like just as good as everyone says it is one of the most creative and original movies that's come out Mm. in a while i kind of (laughs) like i remember like halfway through i had to use the bathroom and like (laughs) Even just using the bathroom, like I still felt like I was like in the movie, like I was like all like stressed out and being like. And then when we like finished watching it, I was just kind of like. <laughs> it's a fairly long movie, but I didn't feel like I felt like they used every bit of it. Like I didn't feel oh, like yeah. any of it was wasted. Sometimes you, you watch like a two-hour movie, and you're like, oh, that could have been an hour and fifteen minutes. This one I didn't feel that way. I thought it was um, they used each part of it in in a way that was meaningful. And it seems like with more kind of trippy, kind of surreal stuff like this, like one of the criticisms that gets thrown at this kind of thing is like, oh, there's too much stuff that's 
just weird, like for the sake of being weird. But and there definitely was. It is really weird for the sake of being weird. I like like, that though. I like when stuff's like that. And like pretty much everything that they introduce, like what's important to the plot. Because if you say there was nothing that was weird for the sake of being weird, I would reply, "Hot dog fingers." (laughs) Yeah, like let's not spoil anything, but like that. Yeah. There's there's some really weird stuff, but, like, it's all done, like, really, really well. There's a lot of stuff that, like, at first is, like, hilarious and just completely off the wall. And then if it's, like, on screen for five more minutes, it's just going to make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, it somehow manages to be, like, really, like, emotional. So one of the first thinking. things we did when we got to Austin was go see the movie. We had to stop along the way because I made sure... That we packed some nice clothes so you would have <laughs> clothes to do your oh, there's so much solo in hand. and we, that we could go to church the next day. So we had like shirts and ties and 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 I put it all in a in a garment bag and I hung it up in my bathroom so I wouldn't forget it. And sure enough, I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. So we had to stop and get another shirt and tie on the way to Austin. Um, but we went to the movie. What were the other highlights? So tell us about your so solo and ensemble is what they call the competition. Mm-hmm. You had a solo. I think it's a voice a, solo. I think it's something that's like exclusive to Texas. Yeah, I think it's it's sponsored by I had always thought that it was by what's the big competitive Texas thing? Uh TMEA? No, the TMAA is what it is. It's Texas Educators Association. Music Association. Texas Music Educators Association, TMEA. Yeah. Um, I had always thought it was, there's something else they call Call it. Everything you... UIL? UIL. I always thought it was UIL. UIL just means like... University Interscholastic League. Yeah, like anything that's competitive in, in Texas high schools is UIL. But... Allison told me several times, no, it's not UAL. It is, <laughs> is TMEA. It is solo ensemble. And you Same did energy. a solo. So it's it could be a band instrument. It could be an orchestra instrument. It could be vocal. It's not one dude like with a Everything guitar. Everything musical. Yeah. Hmm. But yours was a, a vocal solo. Yes, it was. Um, tell us about that experience. And if you if you want, I can tell a story or you can tell a story. Or we can both <laughs> just interrupt each other and tell details of the story. Sounds like that might be. Then I could tell details of the story, thing. even though I wasn't there. Oh, I yeah. just like You can correct interject. us if we get something wrong. Yeah. Henry. <laughs> so technically, this is my second time um, doing solo and ensemble because originally they just do it. Originally, you can just do it like wherever you live and just drive like five minutes yeah. or like 20 minutes to do it. Um, well, I think you did the competition last year and you did pretty well, but I think the piece you did wasn't qualified for state. Well, no, but what I mean is like I already performed it. Um, and if you do well on your first oh, right. performance, then you can yeah, qualify Yeah, you do it state. like in at region and then if you do well enough, you get to go to state. Yeah, they give you like they give you scores. Um, the the little like rating system for scores is um one to four maybe one to five although I think that's yeah. kind of I think that kind of depends one is superior that's the best rating two is excellent I believe three is average four is below average um most people get like ones or twos and five is why are you even here yeah five is like you did you like actually no sing just now what was that I'm no one ever gets a five yeah the no one ever gets a five. <laughs> Not that mean. You would have to like just stand there and do nothing to get a five. But at state, I would say like a two is a really good rating at state. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One is more unusual. That means you did really well. Yeah. Well, at state, it's a lot more. Yeah. One means you're competi- weird. Or not competitive, but like it's a lot higher stakes. Um, so this time they they have they usually do state at Austin. And in the years past, when I've gone with Phoebe, it's always been at the University of Texas, which is kind of near downtown Austin. <laughs> and so we yeah. got a we got a hotel in downtown Austin. And luckily, I looked at it's your really mom, nice my wife, her name is Allison, had sent me a text with all the information in it. And I looked at it the night before. And I'm glad I looked at it the night before because it was not in Austin. It was in Pflugerville. Yeah, it was in the... Um, Which is a suburb of Boston that's about a half an hour away. Is it a suburb or is it like... It's, it's kind of rural. I mean, it's you, you drive through a lot of rural area to get there, but it's a, it's an Austin suburb. It's oh, not okay. so far away from Austin that it... I mean, it's about as far from Austin as like Frisco is from Dallas. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... It, but it did feel like we were going in the middle of nowhere to get there. Yeah, we had to sell... It had to be like within the rich um, musical and cultural center of um 20 minutes away uh, from austin Lugerville, yes but it was at a high school there and um one thing that was kind of interesting is it was in like they had on the schedule they had a room number and it said fine arts center i think is what it said fvc i think is what it was mm-hmm. or fac fine arts center there is and it turns out that was just the auditorium it was like the high school auditorium there is one detail here that i think we should mention um when we got oh out, yeah that detail yeah that detail yeah. yeah when we got out of bed and like went to get breakfast and stuff we realized that we didn't pack a comb so we were like <laughs> okay we need to buy like a comb too we or did. like we, we visited so much the stuff. target in we, visited, we went to target we got a comb and something else if you like um i think i got some shaving cream oh yeah or something shaving I soap i don't know uh and then we came back and got in the car and then we realized like hey there's a comb here <laughs> Like, there was a comb in the car the entire time. There was a comb in the car. It was just so funny. Um, But, yeah. But what was interesting, so it was in this auditorium, and they let me go in, but I had to sit, like, way back behind the judge so I wouldn't, like, you know, interfere. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of a long ways from the stage, but it's like this huge, I mean, high school auditorium-sized that you were actually on the stage singing to the judge who was like maybe 15 rows into the auditorium. Um, and that was kind of unusual because normally when they do these competitions, you're just in a, like a classroom and there's like a piano yeah. and there's like an accompanist on the piano and the judge is maybe like 10 feet away. Yeah. So I wasn't really used to that environment. Um, so I sang my solo and then the judge told me to. They told me that I had like a really good tone, but I need to sing it again, like as loud as possible. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I, I actually was sitting there thinking, like before you even started singing, I said, you know what? I should have told Will because you're going to be in a really big space. You should sing as loud as you can. Yeah, I had never really done that before, like without any like microphone equipment or anything. Yeah, because you don't have a microphone, so you just, just got to yeah, and I'm just like singing a, alone. Yeah. Um, and so the judge told me to like, just really like belt it out. So I like started again. So you, and, like, yeah. You sang it and she said, okay, now sing it again, but sing it just as loud as you can. Don't even worry about it if it's good, just as loud as you possibly can. And I was like singing as loud as possible and she would yell like louder, <laughs> like louder, louder. Really and then she was like, see, like, do you notice like how, like, or how good that was? Um, and something like that. Yeah. Like how much better it sounds when you really. Just sing as loud as you can. Yeah. She was very nice. I think she asked me, like, where I'm, like, heading for college and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And we left. Um, it, that had to be a little bit stressful, though, like when she was like interrupting yeah. <laughs> you and yelling at you, telling you to sing louder, right? Yeah, that kind of stressed me out a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like super... I mean, she was nice. She wasn't like mean, but she was yelling over you. Yeah, I wasn't super nervous about like what my results would be, but that did. Yeah, because it's kind of like the whole thing is just going to state. So that's yeah, sort like of its, already... reward, its own reward. You want to do well, but it's not like there's pretty low yeah. stakes. Like nothing bad will happen to you if you get a two or a three. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd just be like kind of disappointed if I got a three. Yeah. Um, so then we waited in line at a food truck for some barbecue. It was really, really hot in line, but it was worth and it. Jumping a little bit out of order. We did find out you got a one. Yeah. We figured out while we were eating barbecue that I got a one. Which I was really happy cool. about that. Yeah. Uh, Santi so actually texted me cool. and congratulated me. That barbecue was really good, by so the So then way. we went and got barbecue. There's a really famous place in Austin called Franklin's Barbecue. And I have never eaten there because to eat at Franklin's Barbecue, you basically have to wait in line from like 9 o'clock in the morning till lunchtime mm-hmm. like for at least three to four hours just to get barbecue at franklin's but there's another place just up down the road from franklin's called micklethwaite's um craft meats i think it's called and it's kind of this little like food court area or like food the barbecue is served from a food truck and there's a couple other food trucks there and there's like covered dining area there mm-hmm. and it was really really good it was so good um they had like some of the sides we got included these like spicy grits. Yeah, they were jalapeno cheese grits. And I was not expecting very good. I was not expecting that to be a side, but it was really, really good. Very tasty. And um, we also got some coleslaw that was like lemon poppy seed coleslaw. That was, was good, really good too. The and brisket, we got some brisket, and we got some sausage. The brisket was so good. I, I don't even like love brisket that much, but that was really good. I think I was telling you when we were eating it, like brisket, barbecue brisket, and you're talking about just regular Texas barbecue, brisket tells you whether or not the barbecue place knows what it's doing because brisket can either be really, really good or it can be terrible. Yeah. And there's exactly. not a lot of in between. Like sometimes if it's a good barbecue place, their brisket is going to be really, really good. And this was really, really good. It was really good. Um, so that was fun. It's always good to get. There's lots of places in Austin to get really good barbecue. The, this yeah. one, I would definitely put it on the list of well, one of the best places there. Well, barbecue in Austin is kind of like um, like tacos in Mexico City, where like just the standard is just raised yeah. like a lot. Like You can get so much good stuff. One of the best places to get Texas barbecue, for sure. Mm, yeah. Yep. Uh, we, went to, <laughs> we went to a vinyl store twice, because the first time... Uh, dad couldn't decide what he wanted to get and so he got kicked out because well i think we got there i swear that place when i've been there before to austin like with phoebe i think it used to be open later before the pandemic and now it closes like at nine o'clock so i think we got that there at sense. like yeah. eight forty-five, and they were like yeah we're closed you gotta <laughs> leave so we didn't get very long but Will picked out something yeah i actually couldn't decide between two vinyls and it was nice because i picked one of them I couldn't decide between two vinyls, and it was nice because I picked one of them. And then when we came back to the store later, I got to pick the other one. So, yeah. but I got um, "Panda Bear Meets the Grim Reaper" by Panda Bear, kind of like a bedroom pop album, and "Meriwether Post Pavilion" by Animal Collective, which is like Panda Bear is like a solo member from that band. Um, it's like a psychedelic pop album. Yeah, very good. 
And that's most of the highlights, I think, from our trip to Austin. I think so, yeah. We Henry did not go to Austin, but you did go to Paris. I did not. Yes, how was your, how I, was your trip to I Paris? went to Paris. <laughs> we drove via car to Paris, Texas. Yeah, you drove. We saw to the Paris. Eiffel Tower. We drove to Paris. This, Wait, you saw the Eiffel Tower. We drove Tower. to Paris, Texas. Yes. Yeah. Did you see the like fifty foot Eiffel Tower? With yes, I had a cowboy hat on it. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember going there. So basically, we were driving to Paris, Texas, the small town Texas, not Paris, France. Why would we go there? Um, yeah. So we were driving to. It's much harder to drive to Paris, France. We got Paris, like, France early probably ripped off Paris, Texas, and drove honestly. to Paris, Texas, so that I could get my uh, learner's permit for driving. So you that's can legally drive on the roads now if you have a parent in the car. Yeah. Mm. Or another licensed driver. Yeah. You got your driver's permit. Anything else happened that was exciting? You got to visit the Department of Motor Vehicles in Paris, Texas. Were they nice to you there? Oh yes. Well, I mean, the Department of Motor Vehicle. Oh, like the like the place we get here. Okay, I thought that was like a museum or something at first. The Department <laughs> of Motor Vehicles. The DMV, the Texas DMV. I remember, and we always drive like way out to the exurbs to like a small town because um, if you do try to go to one near Dallas, it's they're always booked up. But you have to wait forever to get an appointment. Mm-hmm. So I, I always drive far off. That's why you went to Paris. I remember the people there being nice. Yeah, I mean, for what I could tell. You stopped at Dairy Queen on the way home. Oh my gosh, I felt like, like literally everyone there was just like a bunch of like guy, like middle-aged guys who were driving, who were like truckers. Do they and all I felt, like this? Yes. And oh I my felt gosh. so incredibly suburban. Uh, there <laughs> yeah. was a burger place that me and mom stopped in Paris, Texas, where like the... <laughs> The person at the counter, like, we could hardly even tell what he was saying just because he talked like this all the time. Well, this not really the employees, deep voice really, really thick but the accent. customers there. Yeah. Like, they have really, really you know, thick southern accents. I think sometimes when people think of Texas, like Texas, Cheers. you think of, like, <laughs> West Texas, like, out in, like, Midland, Odessa or something. Yeah. East Texas is absolutely just as Texan, like, That's as true. deep Texan. And well, like, Paris, Texas is sort of the northern part of East Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to get, in Some like, of those East Texas towns, it's like, they have really thick accents. Well, you can live, like, in the suburbs, like, where we live, and everyone's just kind of generic, like, Americans. Yeah. But, like, you have to and go, And even, like, like, people that are Texan, like, you know, the like a fourth generation Texan. If you grew up near the city, you're not going to have as strong of a accent. Well, you got to get like deep in the heart of Texas. Is yeah. the thing. <laughs> I had to. Like when you go into the rural areas, then it gets really, really yeehaw. Are you excited about being able to drive on the streets? Legally? Yes. Yeah. We need to go out driving sometime. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Have we- you driven on the streets yet or just in parking lots? In parking lots only so far. So, so. far. Yeah, you'll do yeah. your um, driving with your driving school and also with your parents. Should be exciting. I will cheer you Maybe on. Maybe a little terrifying, but, but a little little exciting too. I will cheer you on, but not while you're driving in that car. Yeah, don't try to distract. No, I meant like I'm not going to be in the car while you're doing it. That's so true. I'll, I'll cheer you, you on. You won't be cheering me on at home? Yeah. Another big thing that has happened me. in our family over the last week or so is we have been binging Stranger Things. <laughs> Yeah. Stranger Things season four came out. There were seven episodes, and some of them, I think they were all over an hour. Some of them yeah, they're were like, like almost feature two hours length. long. The last yeah, one. Yeah, the finale is an hour and 45 minutes. And it's like really, that. really good. It's season so good. four so, good. so far, I think, might be my favorite season. Mm. Maybe, maybe season one still, but 
Season mm. four has been really, really good. It's been really. It good, feels yeah. about on par with season one, honestly. I remember when I first when we first turned it on, I was like, "Am I even going to remember what was going on?" But like, <laughs> I just really as soon didn't. as it started, fine. I was like, "And and maybe there were details about the plot I don't remember, but." What my immediate thought was, man, I, I love these characters. I miss these characters. <laughs> yeah. The characters are so great. And I feel like with seasons two and three, <laughs> I had seen some say that like not all the characters got stuff to do. Like there were some characters that just kind of yelled a bunch. That yeah. Didn't really affect them all. Here, like there's so many characters, but they all have something to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got like all these different plot lines going parallel. Like each episode follows each of the plot lines. It's not like they, mm. you know, one of the episodes is now we're just going to watch this one plot line. They're all running on all the different plot lines all at once, and sometimes yeah. they'll converge. But um, and there are it's really good. There are it's a super little, scary this year. It is really. I think scary. it's very scary. Yeah. It's very gory, but it's still really good. There are like little moments where I kind of felt like, okay, we need to go back to like this plot line. But like overall, I think they did There's a good job. There's a really good it. villain. The villain oh, is yeah. awesome. Don't want to say much about that, but the villain's great. Really good. Mm-hmm. I I really like the um in season two they introduced the like conspiracy theory guy who like that was kind of his like character Wait, was that archetype season two or season three that was no season it was two. season two and that was kind of his like character like archetype in season two but like by season four he's kind of just like just a weird but kind of enthusiastic dude yeah but he's like awesome mm-hmm. the bearded guy who speaks Russian he's like one of my favorite characters yeah he's really good I like that actor I can't think of his mm-hmm. name I off the top of my head but he's a really good actor he's very mm-hmm. funny um all the acting's really good oh yeah yeah the um one of the things i was really noticing other than the fact that it does just a s- creepy scary really well mm-hmm. um well the camera works really good i thought yeah the, the direction's really good the direction is awesome mm-hmm. like but as always the one of the things i really like about the show is it's very sympathetic to its characters mm-hmm. like even oh, yeah. the characters that are like kind of the antagonists like I don't know, like, and sometimes a character will have a turn too. Like, like in the first season, I would say Steve was not very likable at first. Yeah. And there's another character in this season that when you first see him, you're like, oh, that guy's not very likable. And then he sort of grows on you. Oh, yeah. And it just introduced in the first episode. You get, um, I like the way it's just very sympathetic with its characters. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, the child acting is really, really good, which is amazing because yeah, so many yeah, shows surprising. do that so badly. And to be fair, like, a lot of them are like not really that like well some exactly characters are like anymore, but really young some of I them mean are, they're yeah. like teenagers now but but some of the they were pretty young when like they started young. but they've always been good yeah Millie yeah. Bobby Brown has always been like great like the core you know group of friends they're all really good and the way they play mm-hmm. off each other is really great and i oh, think yeah. that must be that the directors must do something to get that chemistry but it works really well. And even yeah. like when you have, you've got like the younger kids and then the older kids. And like last season, when you'd have like Steve and Dustin pairing off, like the, the chemistry oh, yeah. between those two was always really great. And, and that was like, a, this one, it's, there's a lot of that going on too. Cause a lot yeah. of the characters are interacting with each other and it's I, really good. It's honestly kind of like weird to me how like they're keeping so many characters from last season and even introducing like, a bunch of more characters and they can still keep it like focused. Yeah. And like no crazy. one is really. Yeah. No Part of one... that is that there's a million plot lines going on. The, all the episodes are like, yeah, so long, but... but like there's no one who's like out of the spotlight. And I like it because it's, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of like the plot lines are moving very well. And so even if like one of the plot lines is maybe not as exciting at the moment, you know that you're going to come back to the other plot lines. And so you can kind of sit through it and each of the plot lines kind of has its own payoff. 
Um, I don't want to give away too much. Mm-hmm. I would say there's one that hasn't been quite as exciting as some of the others, but it's fine because well, it's a little detached. Yeah, but it's still pretty good. I think um, if you've seen it, you probably know what we're talking about. But um, I'd say in terms of like scariness, I feel like some of it is kind of me more like acknowledging like, whoa, that's like crazy than like. Yeah. being like actively scared but i'd say it's maybe Some like the pretty... second scariest season yeah i still think like season, season one season one part of it is like, because you're yeah. you're older too though like yeah, yeah i think like... if you were watching this when you were younger it would have freaked you out <laughs> but with like <laughs> yeah but like with oh, season definitely. one like we were just season like starting was... from scratch and we had like no idea yeah was we had like on. no background which i think helped and it just yeah. had really good like tension mm-hmm. this season is still very scary though yeah definitely scarier than seasons two and three yeah, and I was kind of, I remember being kind of disappointed with season, I, I liked seasons two and three, but I felt like they were kind of getting less and less scary, and this mm-hmm. one really, really picks things up again. Yeah. So, yes, I would say that we, um like Saturday night, we did a binge where we watched like three episodes in a row, which was probably like four hours of Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, it was like <laughs> past midnight when we finished. And it was one of those occasions, it reminded me of when we used to play rock band as a as a family and the kids would be like, can I go to sleep now? I said, no, <laughs> we must play more rock band. The parents were like, because after we watched the second episode, Will was like, I really need to go to bed. And we're like, no, you must not go to bed. We must watch one more episode. And it that's why Will it. hates us now. <laughs> no, it was worth it. It was good. Um, I told you, I said, look, tell us if you fall asleep so that we'll know and we can stop it. And you never told us. So I'm assuming you never fell asleep. Yeah, I'll, I'll let I let you guys know when I'm asleep. Yeah, let's do some news. Now your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. I have a very wholesome story out of uh, Tennessee. A couple in tem- Tennessee woke up and found a big, sweet, cuddly dog curled up next to them in bed. Jimmy Johnson rolled over and asked his wife Julie. Julie, whose dog is this? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Wait, Jimmy Johnson and Julie? Dog. Jimmy, and Jimmy Julie Johnson and Julie Johnson. Johnson? Yes. A lot of J's going on in this household. I feel like they might have made up those names. They have three large hounds of their own who usually do crawl into bed with them in their king-size bed. But this time there was a beige mystery dog laid laying on their mattress. And that's is when this, his wife turned to him and said, "Honey, I am a dog." This sounds more like a like a fifties like Disney movie than like a real thing that happened. They took pictures and posted them on Facebook to find the owners. Julie Johnson said, "This is the weirdest post I've ever had to make. Is this your do- dog?" They gave an update and said the dog, whose name is Nala, had slipped away from their owners on a walk during a thunderstorm and apparently squeezed through a loose door in their home to find somewhere safe. And just curled into bed with them. Oh, we have friends whose dog's name is Nala. It's a pretty cute dog. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's a nice little dog. But the owners did see the Facebook post, and she was able to reunite Nala with their owners. So how did it get inside of their house? It came in through a loose door, they think. Ah, okay. They were out walking during a thunderstorm. The dog got spooked, ran off, and just found a house. And apparently the owners, the this couple was in bed and it just crawled up in bed with them. Maybe originally they thought it was one of their dogs and then they woke up in the morning and they were like, wait a minute. 
That yeah. is not our dog. Mm. That's really sweet. The owners were a little bit embarrassed about the dog's lack of boundaries. <laughs> they said our overly friendly pup, Nala, has hit an all-time record for ignoring personal space <laughs> and added yet another trick to her long lust. Um, long list of, I don't know, something I cut off. Shame on Nala for somehow breaking into a stranger's house and invading their personal space. Thankfully, <laughs> the couple thought it was hilarious, and they're not even mad about it. That's a pretty funny story. Pretty, yeah, that's really sweet. Pretty wholesome. I did want to give, I, I meant to do this earlier, but I did want to give a Maisie update. So in the middle of the news, we will give a Maisie update about Maisie. Maisie, Maisie is really Maisie. enjoying our backyard. So we've got our pool and our back deck and all of our patio furniture out there now. Um, and Maisie really enjoys going out there because we'll spend more time out there. And so when we open the door, she actually goes out there now, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I, I've told people she's not really an outdoor dog. She's an indoor dog, but now she likes to cosplay as an outdoor dog sometimes. <laughs> but she's been very excited about going out there because... There is a family of cardinals that oh lives, my gosh. I think, in our neighbor's tree. That's what But it we visits guessed. our yard a lot. Uh, and it's so like a funny. male and a female cardinal. And cardinals are like some of the coolest birds just because they're, really they're, so, yeah. they're so red, especially the males. Yeah, it's like bright red. And they're cool to look at. But the other day I was, I think it was when we were in Austin, um, mom texted me and said that there are, uh, there are a couple of cardinals who are taunting Maisie. So funny. I was, I was also there. So basically what they'll do... It's just how I've seen it. Basically, Maisie will go outside because she hears birds chirping, and then they'll be like on the fence, and then like hopping towards her slightly, and then they'll like stare at her. And when she <laughs> looks there, they'll like look away, <laughs> and then it, it just keeps going back and forth. It's really funny. Sometimes they'll be on the fence. Sometimes they'll be in our magnolia tree that's kind of in the corner. Yeah, and she'll run out there thinking, I don't know what she's thinking. I don't know what she would do if she actually caught one of them. But she's super excited about them being there, and maybe she'll be able to catch one one day. It reminds me of when we had our first dog. I think it was our first dog, who was like a little rat terrier. And there was this one bunny that would like go out in the yard, and every time our first dog would like go outside, it would just run away, and then it would just go back in the in the yard once yeah. he went inside. Years ago, we talked about this on the podcast at the time, but years ago there were some mockingbirds that were like <laughs> having a battle with Maisie. And oh, they would like dive bomber and it was, it was kind of scary. I think there might've been one bird that was like injured or something. So they were trying to protect that bird. But mm -hmm. anyway, but these cardinals are just funny because they'll just kind of look at her and they're not too concerned. Maisie will not give up. She'll just like stay out there for hours chasing them. Yeah. Anyone want to share their story? I'll share mine. Okay. Um, this is a Florida man story, an update on Florida man. A Florida man arrested after repeatedly asking 911 to arrest Joe Biden. Um, Way to go, Florida man. Thank it you, says Florida that man. Jacob Philbeck called 911 three times in one hour asking that President Biden needed to be placed in prison and El Chapo needed to be freed. Wait, what? What is he trying to achieve here? I don't know this is what I how these things are connected. I don't understand what's going on in Florida, man, Florida man's mind right now. He has a this brain. is a... Former drug kingpin, Joaquin. Yeah, El Chapo is a very famous drug yeah. warlord in Mexico. So, let me get this straight. Joe Biden needs to be put in prison and El Chapo needs to take his place? Needs does this to be mean, freed. I does don't this, know. Does this mean that El Chapo would become the president? 
question. I don't so, know. Like, think about that. He called police three times, even after the first, like, after the first time he got a warning. Uh, but he called it three times. So then the deputies. And they told him. Like, came sir. to his house at 6 a.m. When they came to his house, he was in the middle of, like, <laughs> calling 911. And his call was interrupted because they dragged him off. That's just awful. Yeah. So, so he wait. was taken to the county jail and booked on charge of misusing the 911 system. He's released after posting of 150 bond, which noted the, the arrest document said that alcohol may have been involved, which is uh, maybe which a little more, yeah. maybe a little, a little more than alcohol. Always in a Florida man story. Sometimes Florida man may be a factor. Just gets a little tipsy and does stuff like this. But my thought is like, just like why specifically Biden and El Chapo? Did you think Biden <laughs> framed El Chapo? And why call nine one one? Why not just do what well, all the other crazy people do and people, just post obviously. it on Facebook? What if like all the Florida man incidents are because of alcohol? And I think like, like I think you're in Florida and you're calling like your local nine one one. It's like your local cops. What are they going to do? Drive to Washington D.C. and arrest <laughs> the guy? <laughs> do you think like it's so bizarre? Do you think like if Florida levels. like cracked down on alcohol, then Florida man would just like dissolve and like some other state would step up to also wait, wait wait it's not just alcohol. putting putting all of this yeah but putting all of this aside like how does he think 911 works like <laughs> yeah oh yeah i would like to request that my neighbor be that my neighbor be arrested he's kind of annoying and i i like, don't get why what? he wants joe biden arrested i do oh, like you just like switch that guy with like other guy in prison I do like I the stories. We don't even talk about them very much on the podcast, but you always see stories about like a lady called 911 because Burger King got her order wrong in the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when you, what do you want us to do about it, lady? It's just yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a weird, I, I don't get, I, I don't really get anything about this story. Like, I don't know how those two things are connected. Or why he felt the need to call 911 over this instead of like... Or what he expected them to do. Like, I don't know. Like, did he really think something would happen? He could have done like political like activism or like... I don't know. He could have like even like sent like an just email or something. Account. Like, Just get a Facebook account. <laughs> Facebook will let you be <laughs> yeah, crazy There's you always be. people on Facebook who will enable you with this stuff. Don't worry. You can worry. just like scream about it in the car. Yeah. You could, you could you know, go outside, scream at a cloud... Yes. You know that, you know that like image that's like a screenshot from The Simpsons that's just old man yells at Cloud. I don't know why I love that so much. Yep. Because it's relatable. That's why. He could totally do like <laughs> that's a. that's what you're going to think about your dad when you're. <laughs> he could totally do like Only a. When, when I no longer have a podcast and I'll just be on my back porch yelling. <laughs> he could definitely do like a middle aged guy yelling in a car rant about this. No. It would probably be more effective. <laughs> Henry, you want to share your story? I've got an interesting one. I'm just going to read the headline. I, I just want everyone to take this in for a second. Um, California court classifies bees as fish under endangered species law. Science! This is like when they classified pizza as a vegetable in school lunches. They did? That, that, ketchup. That's another ketchup story, is a vegetable. But, but like they, oh, no, they figured out a way case. to... But they figured out a way to make pizza a vegetable too because it had tomato it, sauce. It, it so that's really sauce. funny actually. But anyway, back to this. So essentially... The general idea of this sort of makes sense, but it also sort of, like... It seems ridiculous it on its surface. pulls up more questions than it answers, I feel like. It raises more questions. So, essentially, essentially, they were trying to get bees to be, like, 
Like endangered species. Uh, yeah, let's say endangered. Wait, the, oh, okay. Under yeah. the category of invertebrate, because bees are invertebrates. Yeah. Just I, like so far, snakes, so good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Etc. But apparently, in the 1970s, when when California's endangered species law defined invertebrates, they defined invertebrates as fish. Fish vertebrates. Vertebrae, though. Do they? They have backbones. Yeah, fish have backbones. Oh. That's so weird. <laughs> That's actually that makes it so much. Mm-hmm. California, what are you doing? This is like one of the Parks and so, Rec episodes about like an ancient. I law mean, like that... there are other sea life that don't like I don't know octopuses or. I'm getting there. So essentially, <laughs> jellyfish. Essentially, they were like, no, we can't classify bees as endangered under invertebrates because they're not fish. But then they realized, wait, we already have snails under invertebrates and they're not really fish so yeah it was accepted so this kind of like raises a lot of questions like why did they in the 1970s define invertebrates as fish wait that's l- not let me look this up let me look this that's up. not the weirdest classification of bees out there i remember this is, this is a bit of a tangent but remember the little like in series four of doctor here there's a little plot arc about how all the bees are going missing because the bees were actually aliens. I do remember. Yeah, and the aliens are returning fish to their are home vertebrates. Planet. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there are any fish that don't have backbones. So wait, apparently invertebrates are fish. Not fish are invertebrates. No, never. That's crazy. But invertebrates are fish. That's really weird. California. That is crazy. That's really how? weird. So in order to get the bees protected under this act, they had to they had to classify them as oh, and only bumblebees, I think. Couldn't they just classify them as like endangered insects or something like that? Like, are they yeah. only protecting invertebrates? The law was not well written. It sounds like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for, for many reasons. Uh, another story where alcohol and maybe some other substances might have been involved. This is why you need good uh, lawyers, kids. This is why you need good lawyers. <laughs> So, yeah, there you have it. You heard it here first. These are now fish in California. in California. Only in California. Once you take them out of California, Everyone else bees. is like, no, man. That's, and that so are snakes because so they're invertebrates. And snakes have backbones. Snails. They do? Yeah. Oh. Wait, no, they don't. <laughs> Hold up. Snakes have do backbones. Do they? Yes. One that's, second. that's all they are is a spine. Oh, yeah, basically. Oh, you're right. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> Worms. In today's no. podcast, we learned Worms. that snakes have spines. Worms are fish, guys. <laughs> I'm right. a fish. We, oh my gosh. Should we take you a- have a backbone? No, I don't. You- Not anymore. I've become a fish. Oh, okay. Okay, let's do a dad quiz. That's pretty good. Usually when we do a dad quiz, it's just a random quiz and we call it a dad quiz because it's on the Talk to Dad podcast. But this quiz is dad related. Earlier I was talking about how when Phoebe and I went to Austin for the first time, it was of historical importance for the podcast. Indeed. Another historical item is that this podcast debuted on Father's Day five years ago, four years ago. It's kind of perfect, honestly. One, however many years ago, I think five years ago, this debuted on Father's Day almost six years ago, maybe. Yeah. Five years ago. Anyway, um, so I, I thought six, we yeah. could do as a dad quiz today, a dad quiz about 
Father's Day, a Father's Day trivia quiz. Hmm. So I've got one pulled up on my phone. It has, I don't know how many questions. Let's see. So I guess it's got 10 questions or multiple choice. Should we keep score or should we just do the deck? Let's just do the deck. Quiz. Yeah, let's just All right. do it. Number one, what country was the first to celebrate Father's Day? Was it Ireland, the United Kingdom, Italy, or the USA? Italy. United Kingdom. And I'm going to say USA. One of us would be right. Could be Ireland. Ireland was my first thought, but I don't know why I went. I'm saying UK. The answer is USA. So far, I know more about Father's Day than you do. Well, yeah. Number two, Father Time is also known by the name of the Sandman, Santa Claus, the Grim Grim Reaper, or the Pope. It's also Grim Reaper, below average animal collective song. Um, uh, okay, let's say. Wait, the Pope, the Grim Reaper, or what? The Sandman, Santa Claus, the Grim Reaper, or the Pope. The the Pope. Sorry, the question was. Uh, oh, yeah. Which one was Father Time, right? Yes. Grim Reaper. I am also going to say the Actually, Grim Reaper. Actually, yeah, Grim Reaper. Okay, well, you can't change it now. <laughs> no, I, I thought about it. Just because I'm, like, okay, yeah. I'm that confident and Dad's that confident. We're all saying the Grim like, Reaper. it kind of makes sense. We might all I'm be like wrong. I'm pretty sure. Are the answer is Grim Reaper. Yeah. Hey, that's dark. Yes, that's it is. Number three. <coughs> Number three. In Game of Thrones, what is... I'm going to skip that one. Gross. It's a Game of Thrones question. I'm just going to skip it. None of us have watched Game of Thrones. And we never read the books. Number four. How many children does actor Tom Cruise have? That's a random question. Is it none, one, two, or three? Two. Seventeen. Two. I know it's at least one. I'm changing it to three. I'm changing it to three. I am going to I'm say to get to three. Two. Not kidding. Two. I'm also going to say two. The answer is three. Yes, Way that was actually Henry. my first instinct, and then Will said two as well. And I was like, you know, might as well. Might as Number well. five. According to Greek mythology, who is the father of the gods and mortals? Come on. Was it? Oh, this is easy. Hercules, Hades, Patrocles, or Zeus? Zeus. Wait, all the Greek gods? According to Greek mythology, who is the father of the gods and mortals? I'm pretty sure it's Uranus. That's uh-huh. uh, the, the no. Third one, Jupiter, you're thinking of Jupiter. I'm going to no. Well, it's not Greek. Not the, no, it's it's Uranus. Um, like that's the that Roman would be name. the Roman name. But what's the oh it, oh what was, uh, the, what was the one before Zeus? Is it Hercules? I don't remember his name, but that's wrong. Is it Hercules? Hades? Patrocles or Zeus? I guess Patrocles. I'm also going to say Zeus, and Zeus is the correct answer. And Wait, humans. no, but Zeus and was humans. no. Zeus saved a lot of the Greek gods According, from Kronos. Well, but a lot. Of, he was the father of most of them, and also humans. He was the father of a lot of them because he was a but, player. But the humans. But. You're thinking of Kronos. Number six. What accent did desperate dad Daniel Hillard Robin Williams disguise um, when? What? Let me try that again. What accent did desperate dad Daniel Hillard, Robin Williams, 
use when disguised as the nanny Mrs. Doubtfire in the 1993 film? Was it Scottish, English, French, or Irish? I have no idea. Scottish. French? Scottish. I'm going to say French. English. The answer is Scottish. Henry, you're on a roll. Of course I'd know that without seeing the movie. I haven't seen that movie. Number Apparently seven. It's good. In Shakespeare's play, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo's father was from the house of Montague, while Juliet's father was from the opposing house. This is really easy. You guys know this, don't you? I know yeah, this I without so. even knowing the an- reading the answers. Wait, what's the question? Is it... In Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, Romeo's father was from the house of Montague, while Juliet's father was from this opposing oh, house. yeah. Capulet. Read the answers. Read is the answers. Coriolanus. It is. Andronicus. Capulet or Monte. This is really difficult. It's Capulet. Yes, it yeah. is. I am feel very confident. The difficulty on these Took are all like of my all strength not to be the contrarian here against Will. All right. And number eight. This one is ridiculously easy. Maybe I should check this quiz first. Which one of these is another word Henry, for that? In the Star Wars universe, who uttered the famous phrase, no, I am your father? Hmm, this is a tough one. I think it was R2-D2. I, th- I think it was Sidious. It was, was Jar Jar. It was Jar Jar. No, nah, Snoke is from the prequels. Was it Han Solo? Han Solo. <laughs> Darth Maul. Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader? I'm I'm pretty sure it was Han Solo. Uh, I think I'm it's Darth Vader. I'm gonna go with Darth Vader. Han Solo. Ah oh, man, Han Solo. Does it actually say Han Solo? No. Oh, I wish it did though. So who was Funny. it? We'll never know. Number nine. <laughs> no, you have to say who it was. Do well, I, we all know. Yes, you do. do. I have to? It was no, protocol. you don't. It was Darth Vader. <gasps> no way. That's crazy. That's kind of a spoiler. Number nine. It is, but who is known as the father of history? Is it Pliny, mm-hmm. Herodotus, Plato, or Aristotle? <laughs> it's either Plato or Aristotle. I want to say Aristotle. It's that first one. You want me to read them again? Yeah, read them again. Pliny, Herodotus, Plato, or Aristotle? No, actually, it's Herodotus. It's Herodotus. I'd say Aristotle. I'm also going to say Herodotus. And that is the right answer. Well, I knew it wasn't Plato or Aristotle, so I just went with the... You just didn't want to say Aristotle because I said it. Number nine, I last knew it wasn't question Aristotle. in our dad quiz about... It's too obvious. Supposedly about Father's Day. Not really much about Father's Day. Number ten, which word below does not mean father? Far, pair... Pierre Perry? I don't know how to pronounce that. P E R E. Vater or Padres? Okay. So I'm going to say Padres. I don't care if that's what it says. I know that that's. Which one does not mean father? It means parents. Padres means parents. Uh, If if it's plural, it means parents. Oh, well, then I'll say Padres. I'm going to say far. I'm going to say far, though. No, actually. Yeah, part. but Patrice means stop being a contrarian. Pa- it means parents, okay. Henry, being a contrarian isn't as great as everyone. I'm says not it wrong. Is. Henry is correct. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> Henry is the worst. It's plural. And that is the end of 
I explained myself, and you guys still didn't. Okay. Let's not argue. Uh, That is the end of our dad quiz. That is the end of our dad quiz. There's only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is... Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right. For treat yourself today, we just have some general snacks and treats, candy and snacks. Mm, I love general snacks and treats. Stuff that... I don't think we've had before. There's one thing here I think maybe we have had before. Maybe it's a seasonal flavor. Or maybe they called it something else before. We have fireworks Oreos. I feel like we've had Oreos that have popping candy in them. Yeah, we've had these, but they're good. I'm pretty sure we've had them. They're good. But I've got other things. I've got marshmallow top Reese's. I've got blueberry muffin Kit Kats. Ooh. And I've got chewy fusion sweet tarts. Dang. So, lots of stuff here with the potential to be delicious. What do we want to start with? Let's do the Kit Kats. That's so interesting. All right. Kay. Blueberry muffin Kit Kat. I don't think we've tried these before. I saw these at Walmart the other day. We we haven't. Um, I know we've tried the apple pie Kit Kats and we've tried the key lime pie. I don't, I, think cats, but I don't think we've done. Oh, I tried the key lime pie. The blueberry muffin. They smell very blueberry, as you might expect. Mm, I'm excited about this one. What do you guys think? They pretty much taste exactly like you'd expect. Yeah. Like a blueberry muffin? Yeah, but also like a Kit Kat. They're delicious. Also yeah. like a Kit Kat. I also, I generally I enjoy blueberry flavored stuff. Blueberry seems like a flavor that they've got a pretty good handle on. Mm, I think they're delicious. I don't know. Blueberry flavored stuff can be kind of sketch. Yum, 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 yum. But these are delicious. Delicioso. I like them. Somehow they t- taste like a muffin. No, blueberry is like, like a blueberry, but like a Got muffin. that bit of saltiness blueberry in it. Blueberry is like bit. probably the I worst dum-dum flavor. But these are really good. I can't think of what a blueberry dum-dum tastes like. Not I good. I can. It's pretty good. It's pretty no. solid. But the blueberry muffin Kit Kats are pretty good. All right, let's try the... Um, I feel bad we didn't get a chance to try these with Santi before we left. Because I know how much he loves Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I say that ironically because he hates Reese's <laughs> Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, yeah. But these are the Marshmallow Top um, Reese's. So on the top, they've got a layer of apparently marshmallow-flavored stuff. Santi's probably listening and hearing us rave over these Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Going, well, we haven't raved sick. yet. We will, though, probably. I mean, probably. And knock on wood. Maybe I'll send him a message via WhatsApp and let him know that we have talked about him on the podcast mm. today. Yeah, just tell him that the entire podcast is just like us yeah. spreading false rumors. Our, ent- our entire podcast is no longer with us. <laughs> He's in a better place that. now. So let me get this straight. This is supposed to taste different, right? I don't know why Reese's Peanut Butter Cups... It doesn't taste much different. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups keeps on like putting out these varieties that taste like marginally different than the original but thing. it is good. It's delicious, I think. Yum, 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 I can Delicioso. really slightly taste the marshmallow. It is delicious. I, I do like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's hardly there. It's not significant enough. I like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, oh, peanut butter cups though, so... Reese's, like... So... Do they know Here's that, like, the thing. Allison has thoughts? Here's the thing. They are delicious because they still taste like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but they're slightly too sweet. Usually Reese's Peanut Butter Cups 
Or they're the always nice super blend. sweet. They're always super sweet, but also a tiny bit salty. This one, the marshmallow on top, one, isn't actually marshmallow. Two, tastes a little bit fake. And three is just way too sweet. So, like, if you have a little bit of it on its own. So, I think they're only okay. I think that they're not okay. All right, we got one vote for delicious, one vote for okay. What about you, boys? Oh, it's delicious, yeah. I'll give it delicious. But Tastes the same. For context, when I was young enough to go trick-or-treating, I would ask mom if she wanted any candy in the bag. She'd usually say, like, no, unless you have any Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You're, like, one of your favorites. Kind of a, it's, I feel like this is ground she needs to defend. Mm. Next up is Sweet Tarts, Chewy Fusions. They come in several different flavors. I'm not sure... The flavors make much of a difference. Mm. There are actually five different flavors. There's berry punch, tropical punch, cherry punch, watermelon punch, and strawberry punch. We're not going to rate them similar. each individually. Just, Just try generally. some and we'll rate them all These are as a candy. These are already better than the last ones because they realized that like a new variety isn't just like new packaging. I haven't tried it yet, so let's see what we think. Those did not taste the way I expected them to. Mm. Those are excellent. They're strong, delicious. That is so Strangely weird. sour. The middle all these is layers. chewy in a bad way, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but I kind of like it. It feels like alien candy. Those are... They're meh. Meh. Really? M-E-H. Meh. No, those are okay, strong, delicious. delicious. Did not expect that. But Call me yum, super yum, off guard. Yum, yum, yum. Both of the boys think they're delicious. I will say, and it doesn't quite... Allison wandered out of the room, so she, we can't get her opinion so right many now. Different now. These don't quite get here... But it does start to, like, kind of ride the line on um, a problem that's the opposite problem. That stuff like the Reese's thing that we had uh, often occurs, like, in these kinds of things. Which is where they're so different from the original thing that they're based off of that, like, you start to wonder if there's even any point in, like, calling them, like, a variety of that. These do kind of taste like sweet tarts. But, like, the texture is different. Like, the way that they're packaged The texture is really weird. Like, like, yeah. I love it. They're chewy and crunchy, and I I do really like it. I don't it. know, and I I really like the flavor of sweet carrots. <laughs> I, I don't so. like it. They're too sour for me. Th- those are a strong delicious. I think. All right, anyway, onto the Oreos. I think we've tried these Oreos before, but we're going to try them any way. They are firework Oreos with popping candy. Okay, in order to get the popping candy sensation, you have to like hold the cream in your mouth. Not and, like. It's, it lingers. Pretty. It's currently in my mouth, even yeah, though I already swallowed it. And it's popping, right? I'm like here. Yeah. They're smaller than Pop Rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they do I, pop. Or maybe they're just kind of distributed differently on Pop Rocks. I well, they are was very disappointed when I figured out they did not actually cause fireworks in my mouth. Um, <sighs> so I give it a Let's negative scan. 5 out of 10. I would give it lower than a gross if I could, negative but I can't gross. do that. Um, no, but they're. they're, they're they're exactly what they. They're just. They taste like Oreos. They're just Oreos with yeah. the Pop Rocks. They're good. So like Oreos, delicious. like if you it's ate an Oreo with but a couple like, of Pop Rocks in your mouth. That's pretty much exactly what it is. Delicious. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say they're delicious. I guess. I feel like that's kind of hard to even rate because it's like, oh yeah, it's, they're better than like the huh. flavors of Oreos that are like much worse than a normal Oreo, because they're basically a normal Oreo with a little bit of Pop Rocks in them. So yum, 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 it's yum, like yum. watching like Delicioso. a like a live action Disney adaptation of like one of their older movies. Like it's just exactly what you'd expect. Kind of like, like what what was the point of that? Yeah, like I think it's cool. cool. It's nice. like eating a normal Oreo but with some bonus fizz. I guess 
Does anyone want to say it's anything other than delicious? Well, no, because Oreos. I will say, if I do really milk, appreciate what would happen to the pop. Rocks. I think it would stay. That's a good question. But I do really appreciate that the varieties of Oreos have like more stuff in them. It's like they're all double stuff. That's, that's true. They are like double stuff. Mm. I noticed that when I got it out of the package. That's kind of the only like other thing I can say about it, though. Like it's it's just Oreo with pop rock. That's it. And I think they kind of need to be double stuff because they get more of the popping candy in there. If oh yeah, yeah that's normal true. sized Oreo, you wouldn't notice the popping candy as much. I do. I think Oreo is one of my favorite brands to have on this podcast. They have really good varieties, and they come out with a lot of them constantly. So, and yeah, like, it's a good source for looking for treat yourself treats. They're like, I don't know. They kind of only make bangers, honestly. <laughs> well, that is treat yourself, and that is your podcast. Um, thank you very much, Will and Henry, for being on the podcast today. And thank, thank you, you especially to anyone who's listening. Thank you briefly thank you. to Allison, who was on here during part of Treat Yourself. But thank you especially to anyone who's listening. If you are listening, let us know. You can email us at talkdadpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at talkdadpodcast on Facebook and Instagram and at TGD Podcast on Twitter. If you like the podcast, you want to help us out. There's two things you can do for us. One, you can tell a friend about our family-friendly podcast. And the other thing you can do is you can leave us a review. If you leave us a good review wherever you found the podcast, that might help other people be able to find the podcast as well. This has been a lot of fun, and we will see you later. Last time for later, alligator.